Welcome to CoreCentric Conversations, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this episode of CoreCentric Conversations on the importance of change management to technical implementation success. I'm Kelly Varner, and I'll be your host for this podcast. Today, I'm joined by Patrick Baumgartner, a senior consultant at CoreCentric. Patrick is a senior advisory consultant and change management practice lead with over seven years of experience delivering process optimization and continuous improvement. Patrick is passionate about driving change and transformation by not only optimizing procurement operations, but facilitating end user adoption through cross-functional collaboration and relationship building. He's a certified Lean Six Sigma black belt, valuable thought leader and contributor to strategicsorcerer.com, and he holds category expertise in marketing, logistics, electronic components, and IT spanning across multiple industries. Welcome, Patrick. Thank you for having me. Really excited to be joining you on this podcast today and speaking about one of my favorite topics. I was going to say, and this is sort of an unavoidable topic for 2020. Anything that any of us knew or thought was going to happen or familiar with has probably changed. So I can imagine that you've been in great demand around these strategic uh, change management conversations. Without going into too many of the individualized or, or private details of those conversations, can you give us a little bit of a sense of when you talk about change management with companies, what are the specific or common elements you tend to discuss? When I first begin and, and start my conversations around change management, before I dive too deep into uh, any of the individual elements we try to strategize around and the value those bring, I typically like to start off by explaining that uh, any project that involves organizational changes is going to involve two sides. There's the technical side for which the project management team is going to be responsible for developing strategy around. And then there's the people side, um, which the change management team is going to be mm-hmm. responsible for. When it comes to uh, these projects, you know, every project is going to be different and is going to require um, a varying amount of resources to support both work streams. But it's on those projects that involve organizational change that have a really heavy people component where change management is really going to be the foundation for short-term success and long-term achievement of ROI. What it really comes down to is adoption and compliance. And this is where I like to make the connection between change management and business results. Typically, when organizations are evaluating a project and calculating the potential ROI, they make these calculations assuming 100% adoption. And this is a really costly mistake. So obviously, adoption does not just occur. It needs to be nurtured. And this is where change management comes into play. The more focus that is given towards developing a well-founded change management strategy, the more we're going to be able to accelerate and achieve complete attainment of our projected ROI. And the specific elements that we're going to develop strategies around are going to include um, effective and meaningful communications, developing resistance and risk management strategies, coaching and training, which is going to prepare our users uh, to be able to successfully operate within the new processes and tools. And of course, developing some strategy to prepare our managers and sponsors to effectively serve as change leaders. These are going to be the elements that we're really going to focus on. Well, and I, I think it's important. And I think what I hear you saying is that in order for investment in change management planning to be not only effective, but also lead to the ultimate business results that a company or team is trying to achieve, 
it has to be very contextualized and it has to be based on a very high degree of accurate self-awareness. Um, so what would you say that either a company or a team of people needs to understand accurately, that's important, right? Not just mm -hmm. your perception of yourself, but sort of an accurate understanding of where you are. What do they need to understand about their organizational characteristics, maybe culture, you might think about it that way, and capacity, you know, in advance of developing and finalizing their change management strategy? That's a fantastic question, Kelly. And just to be clear, when it comes to organizational characteristics and how that impacts the development of the change management strategy, there's a ton to understand, but I'll keep it to the highlights here. So the first thing we need to understand is that every change is going to be unique. Every organization is going to be different and the impacts are going to vary from group to group. This is why as we approach developing a change management strategy for any project, it's important that the first steps be conducting analysis to assess the risk that the change is going to introduce and its impact on the stakeholders involved. When we're looking at risk from a change management perspective, really there's two areas that we want to focus on. And the first you already mentioned, and that's the organizational characteristics. And specifically when assessing the risks in this area, there's three specific areas we want to focus on. Culture, capability, and capacity. From a cultural perspective, we're going to be concerned with whether or not the company has a culture that typically embraces change. Are they focused on innovation and continuous improvement? From a capability standpoint, we want to know, are their managers and sponsors experienced in leading organizational change? Or are we going to need to focus a lot of effort on preparing them to lead that change and, and drive it across the organization? Lastly, from a capacity standpoint, what we want to know is, are there other competing initiatives right now that are going to force changes for our end users? As a general rule of thumb, the more organizational change that's occurring, mm -hmm. the more change management that's going to be required to make the project a success. Then um, focusing on the other end, um, the other area from a risk perspective that we need to be concerned with with change management is what risks are going to be introduced based on the particular scope at hand. So how disruptive is this change going to be across the organization? And from that perspective, some of the questions that we're going to want to ask is, are we dealing with a simple or complex change? Is this impacting yeah. a single group or multiple groups across the organization? Furthermore, do we need to consider external parties such as our customers or suppliers? And then focusing in on the, the second portion of our analysis, which I mentioned, uh, the end user analysis, the thing we need to realize here in, in approaching this process is that in order for any organization to successfully implement a change, that is going to require all of the individual employees to be able to successfully make their personal transition. Not everyone's going to change at the same pace. So this is why it's important that we complete this analysis. And basically, to provide a quick summary, the process that we're going to go through in completing our stakeholder analysis is we're going to want to start off by identifying all the different groups that are going to be impacted by this change. And then once we have all these groups listed out, we're going to want to take a closer look at each group to determine all the different ways in which the way they do their job is going to be changed. Okay. What new processes will they need to learn? What new tools will they be utilizing? Will they need to learn new behaviors, adopt new mindsets? All of these things. And, and once we have an understanding of all of these impacts for each group, that's going to put us in a position to gain an understanding of which groups are most severely impacted versus which groups are impacted 
but to a lesser degree. So in summary, the reason we need to conduct our change management risks analysis is so that we can come up with an understanding about what's gonna be the appropriate scale uh, required for our change management strategy to make the project a success. Well, and that's interesting. I actually want to follow up on one of the points that you made. This is mm-hmm. such a, a critical reminder for specifically procurement-related change management efforts because it's easy to talk about you know, users and stakeholders, and probably most of us first pass assume that means internal. But in fact, we do have external users and stakeholders, if we can apply that term to suppliers. When you think about involving suppliers in a change management process, even if we're implementing new procurement technology internally, there's probably a point in the full procurement scope or process where suppliers are going to have to interface with that technology as well. What types of questions do you think it's important to ask or what types of discussions do you think it's important to have with suppliers when you're determining what their capability or willingness to support a change management effort is? That's a great question. So definitely want to encourage um, when interviewing suppliers during the sourcing process to ask them about their change management capabilities. Um, And really want to stress here for anyone in the audience who may work for a company that has its own internal change management functions, you should still be taking the time to ask these questions because for all you know, change management may be included in the cost of the implementation. And if that's the case, perhaps you can save your company some money and resources. But when it comes to the types of questions that we're gonna wanna ask the uh, suppliers to assess their change management capabilities, obviously there's some standard out of the box types of questions we're gonna wanna ask, but it's also important to really ask some more challenging questions that are going to require that the suppliers dive deeper into their service offerings. Mm -hmm. And this is really important and we need to be thorough here because in today's day and age of digital transformation, every supplier is gonna be boasting change management. What's important to understand is what that means to them. So just to hit on some of the questions we wanna ask, obviously, when you start the conversation, you're gonna wanna ask the supplier if they offer change management. If they answer yes, it's important to know whether or not that um, they offer it through their internal resources or whether they work with a third party. And as I alluded towards earlier, we should ask whether or not change management is included in the implementation cost and whether they have multiple serv- uh, levels of service offering they can provide. From there, as I noted, you're going to want to ask some questions that are going to give them uh, the opportunity to dive deeper into their value proposition. So a really simple question that I always like to encourage people to ask when interviewing suppliers about their change management capabilities is just asking them to provide their definition of what change management is. And you'd be surprised at how telling the answer really can be. Their answer should give you a really good indication of whether or not they're going to be utilizing some out-of-the-box standard generic approach or whether they're really going to be looking at developing a customized change management strategy based on your organization's needs. Some other good questions to ask are giving them the opportunity to explain what they think uh, the differentiators of their change management service offering are and asking them to describe their methodology. And when doing so, I would encourage pushing them to really describe the activities, the outcomes that those are tied to. Um, And this is really, these types of questions are really going to help you get a a really good understanding of whether or not um, the change management service offerings they may have are going to be adequate. And let's say I'll just note, there are also some more simpler questions you should ask in terms of communications and training that are really going to help you get a good understanding of the type of support they're going to be able to provide. 
So on the communication side, you should be asking them exactly what, what level of support they'll, they'll be offering. Are they gonna help you develop a uh, comprehensive communications plan um, and potentially help you draft the communications? If the answer is yes, that's great. If not, you should follow up and ask whether or not they have some templates they can offer you to help you develop the communications. Similarly, on the training side, you're gonna wanna know what level of support they're gonna be providing. Does their change management offering entail helping you develop a training plan to deliver to your organization? Or will they actually provide some resources to support that delivery? And also, do they have standard training materials that they can offer you to share amongst your organization, such as FAQs, user manuals, or possibly even some recorded training videos? Well, it's interesting. And, and we know that change is not easy, right? But it's, it's very clear in listening to you describe some of these best practices that whether a change management effort is driven based on process change or whether it's based around the implementation of a new technology, at the end of the day, the true focus of the change management is the people. And so it's things like communications and feedback, the right level of involvement and engagement. Um, and given how much change we have seen this year and how much change we are likely to consider to see as we move into 2021, this is clearly going to continue to be a key consideration for people regardless of their exact role in the enterprise. So Patrick, thank you so much for joining me to cover this incredibly important and timely topic. Absolutely, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate the opportunity. And thank you everyone for listening in today. Tune in to our next Core Center conversation for more insight into the topics of most importance to spend management professionals. Until next time. Thanks for joining this Core Centric conversation, the podcast dedicated to sharing stories of procurement and finance transformation. We hope you found our discussion useful. With each episode, it's our goal to give you insight on how to lead change your organisation. Get started by visiting us at corecentric.com. That's C-O-R-C-E-N-T-R-I-C dot com.